The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Actress Kari Matchett starred for five seasons as Joan Campbell on USA Network's Covert Affairs. She was also brilliant on 24, where she mainly played opposite the late great Powers Booth. And she was so good on the one and only season of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Now she plays the President of the United States on the hit Netflix thriller series, The Night Agent. Right now, I've got Kari Matchett on the line in Los Angeles. Hi, Jim. Hi, Kari. Welcome to the show. I feel like I've watched you on almost everything you've done because they're just high-quality shows and so much fun to watch. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Thank you. Uh, I think I first became aware of you on a very cool series called Invasion. Mm-hmm. I'm, the cast, some of the cast members, Elizabeth Moss, Veronica Cartwright, Evan Peters, for God's sake, and William Fickner. How much fun was that series? And doing Invasion was incredible. I was, uh, you know, one of the best experiences of my life, for sure. It was the beginning of my American career the chap that chapter and um i got to drive onto the lot of warner brothers every day shooting Uh and it just felt like i was living in a fantasy world uh doing it and so many of the the people that i work with on that show i have watched incredible success come to them like evan i can't believe it you know he was my kid on that show and seeing all the amazing stuff he's done and since then has has been mind-blowing and like you said elizabeth moss as well was a recurring on the show and uh yeah it it was a wonderful show to be part of is it tough for uh in your case as a canadian actress to to break through in america i'm not sure what that process was like for you well you know i think it's hard to break through it's i'm doing being an actor is just sort of hard Yep. to break into any way, generally speaking. But as a Canadian, there's an extra obstacle in literally having papers, <laughs> you know, having the, the legal ability to work there. And so what you have to have is sort of an extra hand helping you. And, and you know, how that happens is always like a miracle. You know, I, I did a pilot the year before I got Invasion called The Webster Report, with Stanley Tucci and Bobby Cannavale, and it wasn't wow. picked up. It was for CBS, but but that you know, I had an agent who introduced me to a casting director, and the casting director thought I was right for that, and I got cast in that. And then there was a little bit of a kind of an awareness of who I was, and then from that I got cast in Invasion. So it just you know who who knows how or how that happens but it's you know it's always the with the help of other people and being in the right place at the right time um you were also part of studio 60 on the sunset strip it was aaron sorkin it was a great cast there matthew perry bradley whitford how do you navigate your way through aaron sorkin dialogue yeah you know <laughs> practice 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 <laughs> i I spent as much time with that dialogue as I could because I did not want to even be thinking about what my next line was when I was doing it. It's rapid fire and it's intricate. But the beautiful thing about working on an Aaron Sorkin written show is he 
studied musical theater in in college, and you know he really writes musically. So if you can get behind it, there is a musicality to it Interesting. that then has its own life. Yeah, I, yeah. I always thought yeah. it it was like choreography when I watched some of the things he did, like West oh, Wing and that show. Absolutely, you know. And watching him write is like watching a master compose on a piano. Even the way he writes on the computer was like somebody. He's hearing it. You can you can you can witness that he's hearing it and he's he's transposing it. Studio sixty was a show that was almost diametrically opposed to itself. It was a drama about a comedy show. And I've talked to a couple <laughs> of the actors on that show and they thought that that was one of the things that led to its downfall. I always felt too that maybe that dialogue was a little over people's heads as much as I loved that show. I was disappointed it was gone so quickly. Yeah, you know, I think there's a few things working against it at that time. I, you know, um, 30 Rock was such a hit and it was strictly right. a comedy. And so I think that, you know, it was compared to it and it, it, it shouldn't have been because it was its own thing. I also think it was a funny time in television ratings because we were literally shifting from, you know, the, the box, the Nielsen rating box in people's homes clicking off who watches what versus people recording it on what used to be TiVo or, you know, a DVR and yeah. then binging it at the end of the night. And, you know, streaming was just beginning at that time. So they didn't really have a proper way to clock who was, who was watching and what those numbers were. So I think there were a lot of mistakes made um, at that time because they, they just didn't really know what those numbers uh, were that they were looking at, you know. And I, and I actually think Invasion was, um, uh, that happened to Invasion as well, you know. It got canceled after one season. Yeah. Uh, the Night Agent, it's hugely popular on Netflix. You play the president. When you saw that script, did you just know? Because it's very well done. You know, I have to say I did. I, I, I did, but, but I will say, I feel like I've had that big feeling before and I've been wrong. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I was cautiously optimistic that it would be seen, but you know, I didn't, and it would be loved, but I, I didn't expect that it would be as huge as it is. It, it just, that is, who knows why those things happen or don't happen. So I think it's amazing. And it's, it is definitely worthy of it. But like I said, I've felt like I've been involved in things that were worthy of that before and it didn't happen. So it's been a pleasant surprise. It comes from Matthew Quirk's novel. I read it. It's a real page turner, isn't it? I'm, I'm assuming that yeah, you read it. I did. I did. And I, you know, as soon as I found out I was cast as the president, I did a bunch of research, including reading the novel, and I couldn't put the novel down. And then I gave it to my mom, and she read it, and she couldn't put it down. And then gave it, he, she gave it to my stepfather, and he couldn't put it down. And we all read it in about a 10-day period. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it definitely inspired the pace, and, uh, well, it inspired the show, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the, I believe the president was a male in the book, yes? Did they write yeah. that around you then? They, you know, I don't know Sean Ryan's reason, he's the creator, to why he decided to make the president a woman, although I think it's a great idea, yeah. just generally speaking, yes. to have a <laughs> president be a woman. Um, so I, I don't really know what his thoughts were behind that. I, I funny, 
funnily enough, I didn't ask him that, but um, when uh, when I found out that you know I was cast as as President Travers, I I didn't say no. That's for sure. Uh, do we know about a season two? Has there been renewal talk at this point? Yeah, the in fact the the show was I think within a week of its airing, uh, Netflix picked it up for a season two. Wow. So the writers are madly crafting season two right now before writer's strike sets in, which is going to happen shortly. And uh, yeah, so season two is is being honed as we speak. Uh, before I let you go, I think I heard you say once in an interview that you got into acting be- as a kid because you were obsessed with S.E. Hinton's The Outsiders, and when you heard it was going to become yeah. a movie, you just thought, oh, this is for me. Yeah, that's it. I um, was completely obsessed with The Outsiders. I read it over and over and over again, and I was basically addicted to the way the characters made me feel what they went through, what I, the, what I felt with them. And I had all this stuff that I was feeling and I didn't know what to do with it. And I just wanted to feel it. And her writing was so brilliant. It made me feel all that stuff. And, and probably on my 10th read, I picked up a Teen Beat magazine uh-huh. and it, uh-huh. it talked to you. Remember Teen Beat? Yeah, I do. <laughs> And it <laughs> and it talked about um, making a movie that you know Francis Ford Coppola was making a movie, and I had a, a cartoon light bulb moment where I just realized I had to do that, and I was desperately unhappy with the fact that I wouldn't be able to be in The Outsiders. <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> like desperately unhappy. Um, <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I announced it to my family, and I never looked back. It's Kari Matchett in the hugely popular Night Agent, now streaming on Netflix. Kari, a huge pleasure. Good luck with uh, the shows. So good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely speaking with you, Jim. It's interesting because so many of us read The Outsiders when we were younger, but I've never heard anyone say that this propelled them to become an actor. So great. Again, make sure that you check out The Night Agent on Netflix, starring Kari Matchett. That finishes this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks for listening as always. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.